previously on the Hired Swords. We know what we must do, but the hardest part may still be yet to come. Hunters here have become so complacent with the way life is lived in Wild Hill. It's easy. You take the job, you get paid, and you can sleep soundly knowing nothing more than that. But the happenings in Wild Hill are unmistakable. If they can't see what's happening, it's by choice. Now to see if they can even listen to reason. Listening to the Hired Swords, a Dragons and Dungeons podcast with. Did I do it again? God, you know what I mean. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hired <laughs> Sword. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 I think we should leave that no! as the opening. <laughs> I was ready, man. I was like, all right, when it says one, I'm going for the producer. And then who messes it up? Mr. Producer, man. Proceed. Okay. I shall. Welcome, everybody, to the Hired Swords podcast. I am your dungeon master, Mike. And with me is Blaze. With- <laughs> he plays Craigs. And uh, Joxer is played by Mikey. <laughs> Ash is Gwendolyn. How art thou? And Derek is Devin. Gee, hello, everybody. Yeah. Ip, 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 ip. Good golly. When we last left off, we were kind of going around town trying to gather as much information as possible before we confront the chief. Talking to Slim a little bit about some, not Slim, yeah, Slim a little bit about some supplies and getting some of that information. The party then headed over to Tub the Tinkerers, and they met a uh, interesting character there who uh, kind of gave them a little more information about the chief and some of the kinds of items that have been coming through the through Tub's workshop, being imbued with magic and sent along to for for other purposes back to the chief or through Hurley or whatever, and. Then they decided to go to the longhouse and see what other info they could get. They could uh, get and and oh, and they also very importantly found a parchment that were blueprints for a helm, a magical helmet that had what looked to be possibly elk antlers interwoven through the metal. And the they showed this to the mage at. The longhouse, the mage that travels with Saraya, whose name they've never found out. That's and, why uh, I couldn't find it. I went through <laughs> all of my notes for like 10 yeah. minutes. I got to see if I have one for him. I think I do. But um, you, you'd think after all this interaction you've had, I would have decided I needed to give him a name. But he uh, anyway, he traveled or he uh, saw what they were doing. They traveled down to go to the tower of testing but however before they go went to the longhouse Gwendolyn had turned herself into a lizard and she had creepily crawled to the tower of testing and so she made it there 
a little bit before the others get out of the longhouse. So as she's crawling around, she hears the chief speaking to someone and speaking to them saying, you have to understand. It's very simple. We just we assign you these jobs and you just take them and you go do what you got to do. Understand? Simple. No more complications. No more conversations. Let's just go. Let's do it. And uh, here we go. And that's about the the gist of what she hears. And they, as the party does start to leave the longhouse, they notice a lot of different folks walking back towards the tower of testing. And that is kind of where we left off. A lot of hunters headed towards the tower. Gwendolyn, make another perception check as you creep closer to the uh, front of the tower. So close. Um, it is in. Sorry, I minimized my lizard sheet. Okay. Oopsie. How's a seven? Seven's <laughs> not great. Yep. So you crawl around to the front, and the the sound of everyone else coming and approaching kind of picks up and makes it difficult to hear. Plus, there's a flying insect nearby that you have to just get. And so you do, missing a little bit of information from what maybe what the, the chief is talking about. But you do see that there are open a couple open windows there attached uh, in the tower. If you'd like to try to go inside uh, the tower or, I... you know, however. Is this like the second floor? No, currently you're crawling around near the porch area on the first floor. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'll go through the window. I, w- I want to make myself go all the way up to the top. That's my goal okay. in mind. I want to find the chief's office. Okay. So I am scurrying and trying to stay in the shadows and in the nooks and crannies if I can. All right. So you, as you make uh, or start going, you go into the those front window, that front window area, and inside there you see the three tables along the wall on the right hand side, the big red rug and some tables and and uh, and bookcases on the left hand side. And there's a f- couple people in there. Look like they're cleaning up from breakfast. And it's the the young women who had uh, kind of always been around there, kind of serving the chief. And uh, yeah, so. You see the stairs on the left-hand side, and in front of you, you remember, you you know this because you had seen it before, but the um, the tower kind of has like a two balcony levels above it uh, on the top, and you see, uh, you can see kind of the footboard of a bed at that first level, and the top level is blocked off with like a makeshift wall. So, but yeah, you're you're able to. Go up, crawl up if you'd like to try to crawl up any anywhere. I would like to go try to see if I can find a little hole through that wall, or does it seem like it's not impenetrable? Uh, yeah, that's up, a hard word to say. Up high, <laughs> up high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're gonna climb all the way up there, I mean, we're talking, we're talking probably a forty foot climb, fifty foot climb for your little lizard guys. Why don't you make a stealth check as you start to scurry up there to see if you can. Stick to the shadows and avoid being seen by some of these people cleaning up. Oh my gosh. It's a natural one. Okay. Um, <sighs> so you definitely notice that this uh, dwarven woman, as she's cleaning the tables, looks up and, how did that get in there? She's looking up at you. 
and she kind of shakes her head and goes back to her work. She definitely noticed you, but she didn't seem to care that you were in here oh. or figure she'll handle it later. Uh, she okay. just saw a little lizard on the wall. So she uh, goes back to her job and uh, you crawl up to that wall. Make another perception check as you look to see for somewhere to climb in. Using a different d20. I've been cursed all night. Oh, how's a 13? It's good. Okay, so Gwen, yeah. let me show you something real quick. Let's see if I can do this here. Ooh, spoopy secrets. You'll see the second floor of the chief's tower, the Tower of Testing. Do you see it? Yeah. So yes. you're crawling up there. You see uh, the uh, uh, double bed with a chair, a couple couple chests uh, nearby with a little wall, like a makeshift wall dividing uh, another two little rooms with uh, single beds with trunks at the end of them. Almost looks like an inn, but you can see that they are lived in permanently just by looking around and noticing the way the sheets are and the way things are kind of taken care of. Everything looks very nicely, neatly kept and taken care of. But uh, these, this seems to be where, you know, there's a nice, nice uh, double bed and then two single beds and a ladder on the back wall going upward as well from inside this space. Um, this is the second floor, the second, the first balcony above the main floor of the tower. I'm going to try to climb up these ladders because uh, based on my guess, I don't feel like this is the room I want to be in. Okay. So continuing to scurry up, you scurry up the ladder and you're able to go up one of the handles kind of of the ladder and you're able to get up to where the... Uh, it's like, it's like a storage area okay. and you see several just kind of boxes and bins and barrels and a, a big rug. You see across the way, a small table with some just metal pieces of something, you know, out on it with a toolbox next to it. And uh, this, this little space, it looks like a little workshop area up top. And then uh, there's a small, and this, this whole place is only about, uh, 30 foot, you know, 30 feet across and 30, you know, 30 foot wide. But it's this kind of weird, uh, weird shape, almost like a parenthesis shape in the kind of corner of this um, octagonal tower. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of what this room looks like with uh, nobody seeming to be up here as you kind of easily crawled up through the little crack in the trap door that went up to this space. And there is one single window on the back wall overlooking outside. Um, I think I would start with climbing on the tables to see if there's any paperwork, anything else leading to where these horns might be. Okay. Make a, a perception check or investigation check as you do that. Okay. Investigation is. I believe it's intelligence. Plus proficiency if you're proficient. 16 minus 5, so 11. Whoa, you have minus 5 to insight? Uh, yeah. That's or a, investigation? Investigation, yeah. Well, that's the lizard, right? You're, yeah, you're supposed to keep lizard. your... That's right. My, yeah, but isn't but she supposed to keep her head With your space? intelligence, you're Gwyn. Yeah, physical stuff is the lizard, but your like, intelligence and all those base... Intelligence and uh, wisdom would be you. 
as Gwendolyn. Well then, 16 plus 2. Okay. Much better. 18. That's a lot better than 11. Yeah. Uh, You crawl around on this small little shelf table over to the side, and and all that's there are just little trinkets. Actually, there's a couple of little carvings, kind of like what Hurley made, that are there. And uh, then you can crawl over to the other table. When you get up there, you see a couple gears and things like that. And uh, these gears are are broken into pieces. And uh, there are some papers underneath. They're kind of folded up and sitting in the corner of the table, uh, just kind of sitting there. And uh, then, uh, yeah, besides that, that's what's out on the tables. But then you have the the trunks and stuff, chests and barrels over to your side and some crates sitting by the trap door you came in on on the back wall. Um, I'm going to try as a little lizard. <laughs> Bear with me. I am going to do that thing where I try to look out of one eye to try to see if I can decipher what is being said in these markings, letters. Okay. So you unfold the little letters and uh, make another investigation check as Gwendolyn as you try to read this. tapping with my little slimy lizard paws. Okay. I guess they wouldn't really be slimy, but maybe. Not necessarily. 17 plus 2, 19. Okay. Investigation, 19. So you are able to kind of, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you can kind of read it like a word at a time just because okay. of the size of your eye can only take in that much at once. But you, you, as you look, you kind of make out the idea. These are, these are, some of these are like plans, things he's trying to work out and, and build. And it doesn't look like he's very good at it. Uh, they also, they also, you see some, some receipt type of, items and they they just kind of list off uh, you know fangs and and they'll say something one of them says you know three fangs two talons you know and then you know 24 gold pieces and it just it's kind of got prices for things and pieces and um and then you find a a third or a third you know kind of category of document on this table that is like a a purchase order almost but it's in the kind of in the form of a letter and it says it says i need it just says i need something that will burn away the inside of a lock just send it with the sewers when they come through and there's no name on it there's no name <laughs> I kind of want to turn back into Gwen, but I also don't. Sure. Um, I am going to try to remember this letter. Okay. And I'm going to leave. Okay. This place right now, and because okay. I I assume or I I and tell me if I'm wrong, but Gwendolyn's in her head thinking that this is possibly a note from the guy that's in the northern town that we're supposed to go and see. And so in her mind, she's just feeling we should probably go north. We need to go see this guy Harley was talking about. I need answers. And so Gwendolyn is going to, still in lizard form, she's going to go down the ladder again. And I assume that there is an upper floor. This is, this, the, this is the highest floor. This is the highest floor. You literally can, if you look right up, up you see like a, the canopy roof. With the wooden beams underneath it, just above you. I was thinking that there was another room on the other side. Well, 
put that information, um, Gwendolyn's probably going to go out towards the window and slither down at least as much as you can to get close and listen in to what's going on. Okay. The hunters. Make another stealth check as you go that way. Just try to hide down in the... 14. All right. You successfully make your way to the outside kind of top front of the tower of testing and kind of up high still. And as you're up there up high, you're able to see the, uh, the group, several groups of, or a group of hunters kind of standing around and, and you see the chief is standing on the steps just, just around this time, Davin, Joxer, and Krigs, you guys kind of come down to uh, following the the mage that you were following down, and uh, you see him talking to you. See the chief that is talking to these other folks, the the or these Sarai, Saraya Tomba standing there next to him, just kind of looking around. And uh, as they're chatting, you know, other hunters are starting to just kind of show up and drop into the in. Basically, they're kind of standing around and and listening. Nobody's nobody seems to be um, involved or trying to get involved in the conversation. Everybody make perception checks as you approach to try to hear what's going on. Oh, nope. Six. Nineteen. <laughs> Seven. Craig's as you walk in, as you walk up, the the mage. The mage gives you a nudge and points up to the chief and to Soraya and says, I've never, never seen them talk to each other like that. <clears throat> this seems interesting. And you can see Soraya's face is very angry as she's looking at him and talking with him. And she, uh, she, you can hear her as she just kind of calls out to him and raises her voice in as, as she raises her voice, the chief kind of low, like puts his hands up, like shh, like hush. And she says, she says, she says, your riches are not important enough for the lives of the men and women I've been hunting with for the past years. It is not so important that you pad your pockets. And she, he's, she's just starting to kind of lay into him a little bit. And um, he's, he's like, you got to calm down. You have to calm down. And uh, and you see Tomba kind of getting jittery as he stands there, kind of looking around a little bit anxiously. And uh, the other hunters are starting to kind of get a little anxious too. And uh, she turns and she storms down the steps. And the the mage that you're with kind of continues to walk over. And he he makes his way over towards his the, the other members of his group that have been kind of with him all along and Soraya walks down the steps and over towards them and says, and she says, come on, we have to go think we have to talk about this. And the chief says, the chief calls out, you don't want to walk away from this Soraya and looks around at all the other hunters that have started to gather as, as more and more start to show up. And now you, you've got this, this kind of courtyard in front of the tower of testing with the the statue of the elven this elven warrior standing in the middle of the of the this courtyard with his bow and his sword and you have these other 
hunters all arriving and pretty soon there's quite a quite a large group of different kinds of, of fighters and, and warriors and soldiers all just kind of gathered here in this area and they're just really interested in what's happening they you know you assume they came for a job but this this commotion has kind of got them stirred up a little bit and there's it's pretty tense right now uh, so what are you guys gonna do first thing i like to do is seeing the tension cast mage armor on myself just to be safe noted I think at this time, Gwendolyn is going to see Craig's and her bag. <laughs> and so she's going to slither down and go. The Craig's is walking next to a tree and she's going to go around the tree and then try to transition back. And behind Craig, she's just going to be like, can I have Dale now? Of course. And I just hand the bag over. Thank you. I said I wouldn't be long. He took care of you. As she's looking at her bag. Where is Soraya walking towards in in correlation to where we are? Yeah, they're walking away from the Tower of Testing, kind of down towards where that statue is. uh, That's like in the, the courtyard just right outside the door. So it would be, if we're coming from the northern side of town, I would assume they're walking technically away from us towards the southeast. Yes, that's 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 right. They're walking down kind of southeasterly, kind of down towards where the camp, the, the hunter's camp is set up. The other hunters around are just kind of talking amongst themselves, milling about. You see, uh, you see the, the one of the other leaders, the the dwarven leader, uh, kind of get his group around him, and they're just kind of talking, and and uh, so they're they're just kind of this general, you know, bit of hubbub and conversation going. What on. is her stride currently? Like, is she picked up pace, walking yeah. intently, or did she take response to the chief saying she doesn't want to walk away from this? No, she, that didn't slow her down at all. She's still kind of walking away in a huff, uh, aggressively, almost marching down towards where the camp is. Okay. Um, did the mage catch up with her, or is he still with us? He caught up. He's with the group now. He was standing there. He had passed you guys up and gone down to the group while they were while she was still fighting with the chief. Okay. He kind of talked to... Now you see Mick was standing there. That's what there I thought. And, I just wasn't yeah. sure. Um, I'm going to look around at the others, and kind of have a expression of like now is our chance to to speak with her look on my face like you okay. know we should follow I look at Craig's do you see Sauron I I don't assuming I I actually don't make a perception check Well, that's 19 as well. 19 total. Okay. Um, you kind of look around and, and as you're uh, trying to, trying to spot Salrin, you, you, you don't see her in the crowd of hunters and you just, you kind of don't know 
really where to look and you just don't you don't catch a glimpse of her anywhere right now at least i i, I she's don't not with her group for sure i i don't mean to f- fuss but, but but i heard soraya t- talk about how sh- she doesn't want to lose any men or, or women i am very worried well let's stop her before she gets too far away uh, agreed uh davin will go jogging off her direction same. Joxer will definitely make good use of uh, his legs. I'm going to follow with a, a quick pace, but I'm also not going to make it so obvious that we are creating kind of a, a scene. But also, I want to lag behind a little bit to see if I can pick up anything else. If, you know, there's other things being said as we're walking out. Yeah, Gwendolyn's walking, but her head's kind of down. She doesn't. Okay. So, as you guys were walking out, you're trying to listen to see if you hear anything else? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. S- sticking behind, but also headed the direction of the mall. Yeah, uh, make a make a perception check as you s- start to walk through the crowd and sure. try to pick up what the conversations are. Okay, where were these rolls? That's a natural 20. Oh, man. So, I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, so you... As you're walking, you keep your head down and you hear, I know, I know, it's been, it's been days they haven't returned and there's, there's stories of uh, last year another party went and the whole party never came back. I can't believe he wants Saraya to go now. She's one of his, she's one of his most, and that's kind of where it cuts off as you walk away. Okay. Um, Gwen, where are you in conjunction to where I am? I'm in front of you probably. I'm probably okay. not really listening, but I'm aware of my surroundings, or I'm trying to be. All right, I'm just going to catch up to you and kind of uh, catch your eye, I think, as we are walking and uh, just trying to keep pace with the others so we don't get too far off. Okay, so are you guys heading to try to catch up with with uh, Soraya? Yeah, I was trying to chase up to her so we can stop okay. her from just leaving. Okay. Uh, as you kind of approach her from behind, she turns, she hears you coming and turns with like an aggressive stance, you know, and then when she sees who it is, she just kind of lowers her shoulders and she says, she says, I don't have time for you right now. What is what? You'll want to make time for us right now. And then uh, Joxer will look over towards uh, the the wizard. He'll he'll say, um, it, it, it might it might interest you, boss. Uh, maybe. Uh, you could just give him a minute. She looks at you and she says, Okay, uh, as quick as you can, please. I'm trying to decide what we're going to do. Um, let's let's get out of direct sight. Uh, but, Davin, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I do mind. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the, the paper. If, uh... Oh, of course, of course. Uh, and then Davin will bring out the blueprints and he'll hand it off to Soraya and he says, the chief can't be trusted. He's using the things that we killed to make things like this. I don't know what uh, what's going on here now. It seems like you're a little upset with him, so maybe you have a slight inkling what's going on, but we can't trust this man. She tucks herself back behind a uh, uh, the first kind of one of the houses there and summons you guys to come over behind her or behind there with her. And uh, she waits till then and then unrolls the scroll and or the, the parchment and looks at it. 
and she says, what am I looking at? And she holds it out and, and the mage leans over and she's, and he says, it's, it's an enchanted helm. It, it will, uh, I, I can't tell the, the, the runes are just activation, but whatever powers, some of the powers that the animal whose antlers, who had these antlers, whatever powers it had, some of its powers will be a part of this, uh, this helm now, whoever wears it will be able to, to, to use that power. She just, you're, you're not getting your fair share when it comes to the missions you're going out for now. We killed a great elk, an elder of this forest, so that he can make this helm for himself or for his own gain. Whatever it is, he's not sharing. I... I don't know if I understand. He's He would make something this powerful and sell it? We are destroying this forest so that he can get put extra gold in his pocket. Extra gold that he is not telling us about. I find it disgusting. It's a disgrace. This is why I didn't like asking questions. You never, you never like the answers. But we also don't like the death of our friends, do we? An entire party sent to the north. They were sent three weeks ago. They have not returned. For they what? did this last year. Another party. And now he wants me to go check it out. I'm not going. I'm not risking my men. <laughs> Who was in this party? It was... You know the, the short one. The magician. Um, he had a staff with with a gemstone on it it was his group they left the first day to explore the caves of the uh, in the lonely hill in the north and it's it's too far north i told them it's too close to the untouched lands but the chief is convinced there's something down there that's powerful and now i know why he wants to explore it that's what has me bothered. He's just throwing their lives away. Just like the war, it's the same. We thought this was different, but it's the same. And she starts, she gets, she's quite agitated and she's kind of looking at the other, the other men in her group and they're, they're kind of following her lead and starting to kind of mill about with a little bit of a anxious, anxiousness and, and nodding at her as she says, you know, it's the same. And, and, uh, you the tension's kind of ramping up again from her kind of leading the charge here, leading the way. Do you have any idea what is to the north? What it is he's sending these people after? What he wants you to go after? We've we've never had anyone come back. They just go and they don't return. And then the next year another group goes and they don't return. Four years in a row. And now he wants me to go. But Denaldi, he returned. See, I was told that he went up there and he found something. You remember those creatures that we saw in the forest? The, the bear and the, the blood boar that we talked about. Those were created by Denaldi and by something that he had found up in the north. He had found a way to make them. 
I can't think that's a coincidence that he wants you to go back up there. I think there's some sort of a connection between something that he wants you to get and something that's, that Naldi already has or had. Or maybe it's like not. he has a connection up there. I don't know what's up there. The stories tell of almost a whole new world beyond the explored lands of the wild, the wilds, but it's, you know, I don't believe in fairy tales. I've got to decide what we're going to do. We're either going to leave or I have a mind to I don't know. Soraya, I think you're needed here more than more than ever. We need to go talk to the chief. I, I agree. I tried to talk to the chief. You saw what happened. He ran me off. Soraya, in battle, would you ever leave a soldier behind? Of course not. Not if I could help it at all. That's not that different than what the chief is doing with these lives. You know that, and you have a chance maybe to right that wrong. You have the respect of all these hunters. What are you going to do with it? I don't know if I like what you're saying. I don't like having to say it. It was so simple. Just days ago. It was so simple. Why life always starts simple? Yeah. You hunt, you kill, you come back, you drink, you go hunt again. But you're right. What starts simple doesn't always stay simple. She looks at Kriggs. Like the war. Just like the war. It's like a cycle. I'm stuck in a loop. Over and over the same story. You have the power to stop that cycle. More than anyone else here in Wild Hill. These hunters look up to you and respect you and whatever whatever you've built here they need there's not much of a world out there left for those who are stuck in that cycle of war and death but they found a life here in wild hill and it can be simple it doesn't have to be such destruction and such manipulation and absolute cynicism against the rest of the world it it can be so much more there's a whole world out there that would be looking for people just like you and your party here to to achieve potentially great things but if you if you listen to these whispers in the shadows it's just going to be that same cycle over and over until we're all dead. If you want the simple life back together, then maybe uh, the chief has to go. He's the one that's complicating it. She starts to nod as you say that. 
I don't know if we could get all the hunters to agree. I fear we may have a fight on our hands if we try to make this happen. Well, I think that's up for them to decide by themselves. But they're here now. No better time for it to bring up and get it all out in the open. Do you think that any of the hunter, hunters that are out there would would be okay being cheated by the chief, knowing that the the share of money that they're receiving is is not nearly as high as they should? I mean, forget forget being cheated. I, I understand it's it's about the money. Imagine being a pawn. And I understand we all have a place in this world. We're all a pawn to something. Something is always going to be telling us what to do. Trust me, as a soldier, I knew that the most, but the cycle doesn't have to continue. It's not, by all means, use the money, but the back alley dealings that's happening here, their lives are being absolutely toyed with. There is no simplicity at the end of that, that path. The wilds themselves are falling apart. That livelihood, that that simplicity is is going to be gone before long. Um, Soraya, I'm I'm here to help. I think we've spoken enough. We've talked enough. I think we need to go one last time with an ultimatum. Loud. And obvious. I think you're right. This back alley dealings and speaking in the shadows has to end. We have to bring what happens in Wild Hill to the light so that hunters fight for hunters and not for some man in a tower living with his three wives and apparently maximizing profits and letting no one else in on it. Um, I assume you're all with me. She looks at all her men, and they they nod vigorously. Let's go see how the rest of them feel. Uh, uh, when we look around, do did it look like the hunters are have already dispersed? Are there still quite a few hunters still hanging around? Yeah, it definitely looks like most of them are still kind of milling about. Whether they're still waiting on jobs or they are just waiting to see what's going on. They're still kind of there talking, speaking around, speaking up to each other. Davin's going to hit, start heading back toward the chief. <laughs> I'm, Gwendolyn. I'm, yeah, go on. Gwendolyn looks down at her bag and she's like, Dale, they, they already did the encouragement speech. Yours wouldn't be as good anyways. <laughs> just, it, it's okay. She's going to, she's with us. <laughs> and then. I want to hear Dale's input. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. Bonus features. <laughs> yeah. Bonus features. Um, Soraya, there's one one thing that I know in the end of all this. For you and yours, you deserve your equal share. For me and maybe the others here with me, I can't imagine a world where the items and things that they're creating are run rampant. And powers that be, or powers that may not have even been imagined yet, come in contact with items and powers they don't understand. It's a whole facet that none of us have considered really until this point. The wilds are dying, and you know it to be true from what you've seen. 
I think it's time, like you said, to make our stand. Before or as we're walking up, um, Joxer is going to do a minor illusion and make the sound of like some epic drums as uh, we're walking up. (laughs) All right. Like right behind the statue. So as these these drums, the sounds of these drums start to fill the air and the the Soraya kind of leads the way with her party lining up behind her in kind of a defensive you know shield wall almost formation walking as if as if into battle she walks towards the tower and uh, her hands she's kind of wringing her hands as they fall down to her to her waist and kind of you can see her kind of fidgeting as she's a little nervous and, and kind of stressed about this and she she looks up and the chief is still standing on the the top steps of the tower and she just walks just a little ways past the statue and her group lines up behind her and she stands as they stand in a straight line behind her and do you guys kind of fall in line with them or how do you guys approach as you approach the tower with Soraya and her group? I personally am going to stand directly adjacent to Soraya, right next to her. Um, Just kind of out of solidarity. We've been here since however long we've been here and created so much of a ruckus. Uh, I'm not going to back down from whatever is happening here. All right. Joxer? I'm going to I'm going to take like an opposite flank, kind of creating that like curve in for I guess not so much like intimidation but definitely trying to um, bring focus to the center point where Soraya's at okay so jocks are hanging out on the left flank just about uh, 15 feet away from Soraya Gwendolyn Um, I'm probably a little bit behind because (laughs) Gwendolyn doesn't like Soraya because the way she's behaved in the past, but she is supporting her to change. And hopefully this talk with the chief would be good. So Gwendolyn's kind of lingering back, but her arms are crossed and she's got her resting bee face on. Okay. Just ready. All right, what about Davin? Uh, Davin's going to walk right up to the steps and he's going to call out, Chief, Tomba, citizens of Wild Hill, this town was built on contracts. And what is contracts but trust written down on paper? But there is a trust that has been broken by the chief here. For he has been building things like this, and I'm going to use minor illusion, and five feet above my head, I'm going to make an image of the helmet that's on the blueprint. From the things that we are killing, he is making magical items that he can sell for profit for himself, that he is not sharing with the rest of us. The contracts that you have are lies. As As he puts that above his head, I'm going to cast summon steed and have the spirit of the great elk right up next to him those those drums get louder now how you feel about this is up to you but for me and my people and I look back and Sarai and her people it's time for us to make a change the chief here has not been trustworthy and in my opinion he is not worth being in here being the leader if he can't be honest with us, then he does not deserve to be the one in charge. So, Chief, tell us the truth of what's really going on here. The crowd's murmuring 
as you wrap up your little speech. And you hear a cry from from a group to the left of you. Somebody calls out. Somebody calls out. What are you talking about? And uh, the chief walks up to the top of the steps. And he he kind of lifts his hands for everybody to stop murmuring. And he, he his face kind of shows a just like a amazement almost. He looks at the, the, the helm that you've kind of created. He looks over at the elk and he kind of looks at all of you and he looks down at Soraya and he says, Seriously? Seriously? You've come to accuse me with them? As soon as he says that, Gwendolyn jumps transforms into a direwolf in front of Soraya. Okay. So you are a direwolf standing in front of Soraya. And I just bark at him, like snap. Okay. I hope to intimidate. <laughs> he All right, make an intimidation check. Oh no. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> you straight up said I it. Know. <laughs> yeah, I hope to intimidation check him. Oh snap yo. It might work. I did roll a 17. So, Gwendolyn, you just, you know, as a dire wolf. And the the chief just looks past you at Soraya. And he says, if you've come to challenge, then challenge me. And And she says, she cries back out and she says, I have not come to fight you or challenge you. I have just come. To make those who hunt with me aware of what is really going on in this city. And he says, what's going on is, you are making money because I am making money. You have somewhere to use the only skills you've been given because I have given you that place to use them. Now, do you want jobs or not? If so, fall back in line. If not, then perhaps we have something further to discuss. And uh, you hear that same voice from the left say, uh, call out, come on, boys, we've got to get a job. And uh, a a group of uh, six of these men start to kind of stand up next around the um, around the steps of the tower. And they're they're kind of led by this uh, this dwarven uh, fighter who is standing you know really really tough and tough looking and as as one of their leaders standing there with them and um kind of taking a uh protective stance near the chief near these steps there i try to have my gaze go towards these men okay i'll say we've only come here for answers everyone deserves a fair chance at knowing exactly what's going on now you say that we have money and you have money, but my understanding is it's supposed to be a fair fair deal, and I don't feel like you are being honest and fair. What about the others? Soraya calls out to him. What about... What about the hunters who've died? Because you continued to seek... Something that may never be found. Why why could you keep sending them? Our friends. Friends you fought with before this. The chief kind of looks around and uh, 
he looks down at her and he says, You don't understand what we have going here. It all falls apart. As soon, as soon as the flow of items stops, this whole thing falls apart. This whole thing falls apart when that forest dies and you have nothing left to hunt. Gwen barks after Draxer says that. Davin will point at the giant elk next to him. He says, this is not some normal elk. There's not many of these in the forest. In fact, this could have been the very last one. What happens when they're all gone? When we last went to where this beast fell, the forest was gray. It was dying. Just because of a special item for you. You won't be able to make those items. These aren't indefinite beasts. Where do they go? What do you do with them? These magic items. The crowd is kind of murmuring, like asking each other. Yeah, I want to know. And then some of the other ones you may hear them saying, you know, who cares? Why does this matter? You know, and um, the chief kind of looks around and he looks down at you all and he says, I don't answer your questions anymore. And he turns to start walking away. And when he turns to start walking away, an arrow flies <gasps> from behind everyone. And what? the arrow hits a post um, on the porch <laughs> next to him. And he turns and he looks to see if he can see who did it. And he looks up in a tree behind everyone, behind the statue. And up in this tree, he points and he calls out and he says, Child, I'm in no mood. Handle this. And he, he looks at the, the army next to him. The, not army, but the, the guys next to him. And a couple of them pull out bows and they start to fire at who you now can turn and see is Solren Chris Farron in a tree hey. behind you up in the oh wood, up, in the, up behind you in a, by the, by a building. And um, she fired that first arrow and she's knocked another arrow and she fires two more to try to hit a couple guys. It's all roll initiative and see where we go from here. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh geez. listening to this episodic installment of the hired swords if you like the show tell a friend about us and if you really like the show tell the world leave a review if you want to keep up with all the behind the scenes goofs and gaffes you can find us on twitter and facebook at the hired swords and again thank you for listening